0: Welcome to a world of energy. I'm Brenny Larson and I am your host that interviews the light leaders and the pioneers on this new frontier of life. Well today we are super lucky to have Aaron Chiveterese from Italy. I call him CV, and you can too. <laughs> yeah. And he is going to be talking about levels of resistance. And why would he be talking about this? because he's gone through it and he went from being in a dark place to being a leader. He's one of my mentors and coaches in the world of crypto and in the world of personal development. Hello, Aaron. Welcome. Hi. You.
1: Thank you for having me. It's amazing being here. You have awesome energy.
0: Thank you. So do you. That's why I follow you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Sweet. jump right in. I know there's a lot of people listening that have had challenges in life and they just don't believe they can get through them, maybe because they've been in them for a long time. So why don't you give us a little background on your story and how low you were and what did you do to shift out of that to the next level?
1: Yeah, you know, um, being low, I think is one of these things that I I don't think I know everybody goes through it. It's not uncommon for someone to go low. But what is uncommon is for people to come out and talk about it and to admit that it's happening. But ironically talking about it and expressing it with other people is where the growth comes from. That is how you get out of it quite literally. So I can take you back a little ways on my journey. Um, You know, I grew up in Canada, regular upbringing, supportive parents, you know, high school. I went into being a semi-professional athlete and, We'll talk about levels later, but there's many levels when it comes to athleticism. There's the mind game. There's the physical part. There's lots of travel. When you're young, it's hard to you know, travel the world when you're 17 years old and things. And then I moved into college. There's definitely levels in college to get through, right? Exams at the end of the year, getting into the summer, there's levels there. I moved into the corporate world where I was working in banking. I was working in insurance. I moved into, um, you know... I, I'll, I'll pause there for a second. When I was working in corporate, I was working in um, banks in the States, actually. I was working in Wells Fargo, of all places. And I was working during the recession of 2008 and 2009 when the housing bubble burst. I was in the inside of it, I was inside that bubble because I was working as a mortgage refinance officer. And my job was basically to tell people who couldn't come in, who came in asking to refinance, that they could not do it. Think of how bad that is.
0: job. I'm sorry.
1: It was terrible. It was the <laughs> worst. I, it was, no. <laughs> the, it was the worst. Yeah. My job was to say no. So I only did it for a short period of time, you know, four or five months. Um, the money was good because we could work for seven and they paid us a lot of money to do it because it was a shitty job. Uh, excuse my language. It was, it was a bad job, but somebody needed to do it. And it was a very low vibe job. And there was a level there that I was hitting that I hated because I saw the next level and it got even more, in line with the devil, let's say, right? I could see that. I was like, oh boy, I don't want to go on that level. So I stopped doing that and that's when I kind of shifted gears and I moved to Europe. And I enrolled in, I got my master's degree in hospitality because I enjoy traveling in hotels and, and this sort of stuff, it's more positive. And I've traveled the world as a young guy ski racing. So I was like, oh, you know, hotels, I could work in hotels. And actually hotel, the hospitality world is very cool. You get to meet a lot of people, you get to move around the world and live and work in various places. You can eat a lot of nice food, right? There's usually free champagne and there's things happening in the, in the community. That's quite nice. Of course, it's a lot of work. It's very hard. The service industry is quite difficult. Um, It's hard on your mind because you're serving people, but it's not in a way where you're serving from a place of love, like how we serve when you're coaching or something. It's different because you're being forced to serve. And a lot of the times the people don't care when you're coaching someone through a personal development journey they're loving the journey and they're there by choice and they appreciate the coaching. So when you're serving from that frame, it's received different and you get the feeling back, right? you get fulfilled from it. But when you're serving someone who's on a business trip, who doesn't give, who doesn't care about you at all as a person, they just want their room quickly because they're tired. You're serving that person. It's a very negative space and it weighs on you after a while. So I did that for a few years. I was working in Singapore and then I moved to Philippines and we were building resorts and Spas and and nightclubs and restaurants and all sorts of things and it was it was going actually quite well because I stepped away from the corporate and I went more into consulting and more into being an entrepreneur brick and mortar, which I enjoyed growing teams. We were investing. We were doing well, Um, but the levels there, pushing through those levels. I mean, we'll we'll talk deeply about levels in a moment, but the levels that I went through from going corporate into consulting, there was a lot of resistance there because my my mindset coming from corporate. I had to totally shift it to go into entrepreneurship. It was like the opposite. I had to shift my mindset. So I had to break through those levels. Um, And then it actually started getting a little bit dark for me because maybe your listeners are familiar with Barakai in the Philippines. Maybe not. If they're not, after this episode, not now, after the episode, you can Google Barakai Philippines closure. Just type it in Google and take a look. It's a beautiful, pristine island. It's like the Ibiza of Spain or the Phuket of Thailand. It's the jewel of the Philippines. It's where all the tourism is. And we lived there for seven years. We, had a, we stayed at a beautiful beach house and we had all the toys. We were living the tropical lifestyle and everything was very nice, actually. But what happened was they closed the island. Now, when I say closed, I mean they literally closed the doors to everybody who came in. Right? No tourism, no locals, business goes to zero. And, you know, a lot of our businesses run on credit. We, I mean, imagine if your businesses all go to zero overnight, you can't, you can't do anything about it. And there's more, there's deeper things happening there that I won't get into that have to do with land and China and politics and all this stuff. I don't need to get into it. You can read between the lines on that. But a
0: whole lot of some, stress is what you're telling us, huh? A our- lot
1: of stress. It's <laughs> so stressful. But one of the things that stressed me out the most, actually, and I actually never talk about this, but I'll talk about it now. I've actually never talked about this, so I'll bring it up. One of the things that was the most stressful and the, mo- the most weight on me at that time was um, the fact that we had businesses, right? So let's say we had 15 to 20 brick and mortar businesses. These brick and mortar businesses obviously have staff, local staff, right? We have local managers. We have local frontline staff. We have local HR, local marketing. everything. Everybody's local. The, the business owners and the board of directors say 50-50, local foreigners. So, the 50 50 local foreigner board of directors and owners, they have multiple businesses, right? Around the world, they're, they're affluent, they're wealthy, they're successful, and they have diverse businesses all around the world. So, okay, if a couple businesses slow down or stop, it just it doesn't affect them so much. It does, yes, but it's not killing them, right? It's not breaking their world. Down here, the staff of our businesses, this is their livelihood, right? And I understand it's like that everywhere in the world, but it's expensive exponentially different in a third world country for anybody who's listening to this if you've never worked or lived in a third world country it's different okay i lived there for seven years and i can tell you when i pay a staff member when i say for example the restaurant manager right first of all his salary is approximately uh six or seven us dollars a day Ugh. okay now that's, that's above. Minimum wage, we paid more than usual. Minimum wage is like four, five. We paid extra on top, plus we give them bonuses, plus we pay for their housing, plus we pay for their trips, plus we give them medical. We give them a lot of bonuses that a lot of people don't. But we did. We, we were very generous. And the, the partners that we worked with, uh, a lot of the local politicians and a lot of the local affluent businessmen in the community, and we did a lot of philanthropy. We did a lot of donations to the local tribes. We did a lot of that work. And it was very heartwarming and it made me feel very good doing that stuff. Um, but the thing is this, when you're paying those people, say five bucks a day, okay. The craziest part about that is that he takes $3 and 99 cents of that. And he sends it back to his home village. Okay. To his family, to his mom and his dad and his brothers and sisters who are not on this island because he's made it right in their world. He's a success because he broke away from the tribe and now he's at this beach resort with you know, wealthy people everywhere. And I'm paying him five bucks a day. Like he, he is the star of the family and congratulations to him. He's, he's done it. Right. So now he sends back four bucks a day to his family. He keeps one for himself to do whatever. So that four bucks goes back to his family and that family eats off that, pays their rent, lives off it, school, clothing, house, electricity, everything. They live off that money right? Because there's unemployment is so high that they don't have jobs back home, these people, right? So when our businesses close, yes, it's very hard on the business owners, okay? Of course, yes, it's hard on people like me who are the managers or were the, the, the kind of uh, one level down tier, tier two investors, right? But the people that it really, really crushed were the workers and people do not see that picture. They don't get it. And that part was so hard for us to take because Every day, we would be getting messages or written letters or phone calls from people saying, what are we going to do without this money? Our families back home. So basically, the rule of thumb was for every one person that you were paying salary to, they're feeding 10 people. For every one, so essentially, you have 11 employees for every one. Now, if every business has between 20 and 100 employees, and you have 20 businesses, do the math on that. There's thousands of people that rely on this business to be successful and you don't even really think about it when you start these businesses. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't register in your Western mind. It just doesn't. But after some time you learn that it does. So that was one of the things that weighed on me very heavily. And that was a serious resistance, like thing that I had to break through because that made us very sad, you know, all of our partners and stuff, because we did not have control of the businesses closing. We could not control it. The government closed the island. Every business closed.
0: And every
1: single one. I
0: come from the hospitality industry. Thirty years of it. You become a family. So I can yes. see where that emotionally super impacted you because you did feel responsible, even though it wasn't your fault.
1: Correct. Correct. And you are a family, 100%. Hospitality is very tightly knit that way. A lot of it has to do with the long hours. And being service, being a service industry, when you're serving together, you you're really connected. Um, Okay, so that was tough. Now, when that happened financially, of course, for myself and my family, it was hard for us. Obviously, we lost our businesses. I lost my consulting contracts, and all of our investments that I had worked over half of a decade to put together all started falling apart. Like I, I used the analogy of dominoes, like one after the other, just started crumbling. And at that point. I, I didn't really know what to do. So I went online kind of looking for a solution because I've always wanted to go online and I'm interested in, in being an online entrepreneur and having freedom and being able to travel and work from my phone. Right. It's always been something I've kind of had a desire for.
0: So at that yeah. point you had not been online, you were full in the manual labor jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Brick and mortar entrepreneurship. That's what I was doing. 100%. Um, I've been, I hadn't, I hadn't been online at all before. Right. Zero. Uh, I did go online and of course, like most people, when they go online, you're overwhelmed and and you get taken by a lot of shadiness and scams and people tell you all these glorious things that are going to happen and 99% of them are just punching you in the face like that, right? Exactly. So to, to cut along for this? a
0: minute, because I think this is really important part because many, sure. many people listening to this podcast have been taken advantage of and lost lots and lots of money. So I think it's important to understand that um, you and other people have gone through this low point, and that's what the show's about the level. So he's at the ground level right now, and he's really feeling bad in his heart, which we know what does to your body, right? for these people so just guys listen on don't leave because this guy's a rock star now that's what I call him CD
1: <laughs> yeah okay so speaking of levels I had never thought about levels before in my life as much as I do now right you know when you look back on your life you can see hindsight 2020 and you kind of see how the points line up and you're like oh now I get it that's why this happened I understand now that was a challenge so when, when I, when the businesses started falling apart, then I went online and I started losing a ton of money online and I got just scams and I brought in my friends and I brought in my family and I lost their money as well. So I was going further and further down, down into depression, sad, feeling like a loser. I felt like I had no, um, value to give the world. Like I, I had let everybody down, you know, and the feeling you have when you feel like every person you've ever known in your life doesn't trust you anymore, thinks that you're, you're an idiot thinks that you're a failure. That feels terrible. And the the truth of the matter is most people didn't think that. I thought that about myself, right? Some people did, but those people aren't my friends anymore anyway. Forget those people. The people who actually understand me and know me, they know that I'm a risk taker. They know that I'm an entrepreneur. They know that I go after my dreams. I always have. I never have not gone after what I wanted. So when you go after what you want in this world, you're going to face struggle right? Because to get to the top of the mountain, you don't just land there. You have to climb, right? That's what this is all about. So now I understand levels and I was actually inspired today by one of my friends who he was talking on Facebook about how he was feeling down and depressed about his journey. But I've been watching his journey for a few months now. I've seen what he's done and he went from really down and depressed to now he's reading self-development. He's growing, he's learning meditation. He's just starting his personal development journey and I'm like, yes, yes, keep going. But then today he made a post like, Oh, I'm just so down. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. You know, the blah, 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 like this. And I I had to call him and leave him a voice, but he didn't pick up. So I left a voicemail. And then I've just been thinking about it all day. And the reality is this life is like a video game. Okay. Life is like a video game. I don't play video games, but I know the, the theory of a video game. There's levels to a game, right? You're going along on a video game and you're working your way through this level and you hit a resistance at the end, right? That could be the monster. That could be the challenge. Whatever that thing is at the end, you hit a resistance level. When you hit that resistance, you have two choices. You can either hit it and you can fight it and push through and tell yourself, this is a challenge from the universe. I'm going to accept this. I'm going to feel grateful for being overwhelmed because it means I'm growing. I'm going to use this challenge to prove to myself that I can get through it and I can do the next level. I can get there because when you're overwhelmed, now this is something that I, I, I didn't really realize until recently when you're overwhelmed, you need to be grateful that you're overwhelmed because it means you're in a position of growth. It means that new things are on your plate and it's a call from the universe for you to wake up, learn something new right now and implement something that you've never done before because that's the way you take over the overwhelm. You take control of it and let, instead of letting it control you and push you back down. So back to the video game analogy, he was going along on the video game and he hit the wall and he's just down and depressed because he hit the wall and he feels like the universe is against him because he's working so hard. He's reading his books, he's doing his development. He, he's trying to build his business, but he hits this wall and he feels like, Oh my God, why can't I catch a break? The universe just won't let me win. And I said, bro, it's, it's a challenge. You have to face it. Keep going. This is the moment when you, you define yourself right now. You're about to define yourself. Either you quit and you fall back to the beginning of that level or you push through it. You do the things that need to get through that overwhelm and you will pop out of the other side. And I told him, it's always darkest before day. Always. Always. It's, it's given. It's dark outside right now. I'm here in Russia. It's pitch black. In the morning at 4am, it's going to be the darkest it's ever been. There's no moon or sun. It's dark, dark. Then the sun starts coming up. Boom, you're on the next level. But if you're in that darkness and you just submit to it and you say, oh, it's dark, it's going to be dark forever. And you close your eyes, for example, and you cover yourself with the sheets and you give up, you won't even see the sun. So you'll never get, you'd never break through. You'll have to go back to the beginning of that level and start again. And I think for a lot of people, myself included, When you hit that and you don't have the mindset of this is a challenge, I need to get through it. If you have the mindset of why me, why me victimhood, that's when you just hit it, you bounce and you go back. So in levels in life, they never end either, right? I was having a conversation with a guy a couple of days ago. This is a guy who I look up to and I'll admit it, I put him on a pedestal, okay? I know you should never put people on a pedestal, quote unquote, you never want to meet your heroes because you'll realize they're normal people. I get all that. I've met some of my heroes in real life, and I'm like, oh, it is a normal person. <laughs> Actually, that makes sense. You're just totally normal. But the thing is, this guy I'm talking to, yeah, I've never met him in real life, but when I look at his life and what he's doing, I'm like, all right, this guy's on fire, okay? I'll just give you an example. He's a self-made multimillionaire. He travels the world jet-setting with his wife. He flies private. He, he lives that lifestyle, okay? Very proud of him. Bless him. He's awesome. I talked to him the other day about something, and he talked to me as if I was his guidance counselor, let's say, quote, unquote. And he was asking me like, bro, what am I going to do about this? And I just I feel I feel like shit, man, I'm down. I'm, I was like, what? I thought to myself, I was like, really, you feel like that? I didn't say it. Right. But I thought to myself, I was like, really? Even you feel like this? Huh? Hmm. Human. Well, that just that just tells me that these levels really never stop because you're like 20 levels up from me right now. You know, and the reality is, the levels just kept, they keep getting the monster at the end of that level just gets bigger and scarier and more complex as you grow.
0: How do you get through the wall? How do you get that monster when you're talking about mindset? Because I'm listening to your words and I'm understanding what you're saying that you were shocked that this high leader guy you look up to would say words like negative, you know, Oh, poor me. How'd this happen? What am I going to do? I'm in a bad mood. Those aren't positive statements, right? (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've always understood that the, 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 the challenges never end as you grow. Right. Let's, let's talk about Elon Musk or Richard Branson or, you know, uh, Robert Q, um, Mark Cuban, these guys, the problems that they have are extremely big and complex, right? Like, the, the problem, here's, a, here's an analogy. When I was starting my, my, my personal development journey and starting to go inward and realize that the power and the magic is inside me, okay, I had to learn that like we all do. I was searching outside to try and find answers. I realized it was inside. I was like, okay, boom, I need to, I need to get myself some skills and I need to learn, read and, and go inward as much as I can. So when I did that, I went to the bookstores and I was overwhelmed by how many books there were. I was like, Oh my God, I can't read all these books. It's, it's literally impossible. There's 500 books that I need to read. That's what I was thinking. And I still think like that, right? That's why I listened to audible at like two X speed. So I, I was thinking, Oh my God. And now that was my monster at that time. Which book do I start with? And that was like a massive problem for me. Like that was my biggest problem of the day was cause I didn't have a job. I didn't have a business. I had no income. I felt like a broken loser. And I had nothing going for me. My biggest thing that I had to do in the day was figure out what to read, right? You can look at that very positively or very negatively. I I look at it positively now, but in the moment it was negative. It's positive because what is it? People work their whole life off so they can sit in a rocking chair and read. I was already in a rocking chair and reading, but I had my life to do in front of me, which is, it's, it's it's a catch 22 really, it's funny. But that was my biggest problem then. Now, my analogy now would be like, How do I coach my team from 5,000 a month to 10,000 a month? How do I help them grow from 50 people in a team to 500 people in a team, right? How can I get myself to be a peak performer, to run a full marathon in four months? How can I get myself to be at the 5am club and make sure that I stick with it? How can I develop more services to serve my market and how can I do it in a better way? Those are my problems. Now, if I cut to 10 or 20 years from now, I don't know what my problems are going to be, but they're going to be massively complex, right? But there's still going to be a problem. So you have to realize that you're just hitting levels. Life is like a video game. We're living in the matrix. It's a fact, okay? I did not understand this for a long time, (laughs) okay? Now I do. We're living in a video game. It's just 100% fact. And if you just think of it that way, because that's, okay, to answer your question, that's what I just have to tell myself. Every time there's a challenge, I say this one simple sentence to myself. The universe is testing you to see if you're worthy of the next level. You are worthy. I I go in the mirror and I tell myself that. Like when I'm feeling like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Or oh my God, I can't believe I made that mistake. Or oh my God, why me? Like, why are all my funnels broken when I just fixed my whole website? Right? Or like, I just did this and now this happened. Why? Or here's a great example. I have an awesome interview with an awesome leader, why isn't my internet working, (laughs) right? Those are tests, you're being tested, right? And if you can get through it, put yourself in a positive space and push through that, you will get to the next level and you'll take that lesson from that monster at the end of that level onto your next level and you'll have the wisdom at the next level because it'll be a harder challenge but you'll take the wisdom with you. So I always say to myself, this is a lesson, this is a challenge, Are you worthy of the challenge? The answer is always, yes, I am worthy of it. Then I just get to work.
0: And the universe is listening. I always like to say the universe is conspiring in your favor.
1: Yeah, I love it. That's That's awesome. That's a
0: good one because it's like, then you don't have any negative in there. All that's for you. And we understand this because we study this stuff, guys. But honestly, it helps you grow. Any resistance, any challenges just helps you be a better you. And that's the levels he's going to talking about taking you up through that he went through right it's doable I know there's some people on the call now listening and going well he did it but you know nothing ever works for me I keep trying and trying I've done all the personal development stuff I've listened to law of attraction it's not working for me what do I do
1: Mm. okay well I'm it's hard to answer that directly, as I'm sure you're aware, because everybody has a different approach to this stuff. But I, I would say, like, if someone says, I'm doing the development, I'm doing this, and it's not working. Honestly, this is kind of left field answer. But my honest opinion of that is, if they're saying to themselves, it's not working for me, that's why it's not working for them. <laughs> right? Listening. Yeah, the, the universe is listening to you. And if you're listening to this right now and you think we're both out to lunch talking about the universe is listening, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, the universe is listening. It, tell, it gives you exactly what you ask for. Think what? about it. Just think about your life. If you really can think about it honestly and objectively, look back. Ask yourself, "Did I ask for what I have now?" And even if it's something bad that you have, that's, I mean OK, there, could be, uh, there, there are exceptions when it comes to like catastrophes, right? Like accidents like people getting hurt in a car wreck, for example, you know, God forbid this kind of stuff. This is not what I'm talking about. This is not what I'm talking. What I'm talking about is if you've manifested something for your life and you told yourself over and over again, you know, I can never do X, Y, Z because I don't have this blah, blah, not something, or I can't do it. I'm not good enough. If you tell yourself that over and over again, you're not good enough. It's you're literally not good enough. The only way you can, is if you practice the positivity and you believe in yourself and you future pace yourself, you see yourself done. It's done. Okay. One of the things I actually learned recently because I had to change the way I manifest also, because it's an ever evolving game, right? Right. Um, a person said to me, um, uh oh boy how did it go i don't want to make a mistake <laughs> i don't want to screw up my manifesting see, he's
0: gonna say this perfectly i just feel the flow coming
1: yeah there it is see the flow it, you know it's like um basically the law of expectancy is expecting it expecting it to happen right expecting it to happen but he went even a step deeper on this one level deeper than expectancy he's saying if you expect it to happen in the future it means that you don't feel like you deserve it in the present. So if you're expecting in the future, you're actually manifesting it for it never to be complete. It'll always be in your future. So he said you need to time travel, future, see it complete. It's done. You bring it back and you are this thing now. It's already happened and it's behind you. Because now you're, you're attracting it as complete. You're not attracting it as it's going to happen in the future. Like, okay, here's one of the, here's an affirmation. People always say like, I am going to be a six figure earner. Okay. I am going to be a, I'm going to be an author. I'm, I am going, I am, I'm expecting to be,
0: be? is it the word going to be? They're not.
1: Well, it could be the word going. It could be, I expect, I Uh will, I'm gonna anything, just something future tense. Right. Because you're always you're putting to the universe, well, it's in the future. Oh, yeah, you're going to be in the future. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, when's the future? We know there's no time. When's the future? There's no future. So if you keep saying it's going to happen, that means, okay, maybe it will happen on a fractal level, but it's not going to be 100% complete. So if you say, I'm going to be a millionaire, okay, you are in the future. When's the future? Never. So what are you now? Well, I make half a million. Okay, then you're stuck at half a million. You'll never get there because you're saying the future, right? But if you say, I am a millionaire now, or it feels so good being a millionaire. I live a millionaire's lifestyle. I am a millionaire. That's how I feel. I feel like that. I feel like I fly private. I feel like I have a a millionaire lifestyle. I feel like my wife and my, my future kids can do whatever they want, whenever they want. I feel like that. That's how I feel. Why? Because it's true. It's just what it is, right? Maybe my bank account doesn't reflect it. I'm not talking about my bank account. I'm talking about the vibration I feel in my body, right? But if someone's talking about, I expect it to happen, I'm going to be, I will be, you'll never be because there's no future. That's well, profound one, shit. I'm and here. when that guy said that to me, my brain exploded. And now I, I've changed my affirmations. I've changed the way I think about manifesting.
0: A lot and of them just, say, I want. That's I want. That's the I worst. I want to be successful. Well, you're oh. going to be wanting the rest of your life then, aren't you? <laughs> you
1: can't want. You can't. If someone says they want, I think it's a signal that they don't have enough self-love or self-belief in themselves to make it happen. Like, oh yeah, I want to be like that person, but I can't be. I wish I could be rich like this person. I wish I could have love like them. I want to have a good relationship, but you know, no. That means you've, you don't have enough inner strength and inner love on yourself. And that's not, a, that's not a knock on people. Like if you're hearing me say this right now, I'm not saying anything bad about you because we all go through that mm-hmm. and it never goes away. Never. That's that's the crazy part about the human condition. It never goes away. There's two people on your shoulders. I don't care if we're talking about angels and demons or gods or religion or any of this. It doesn't matter. There's always two. You're walking a tightrope every day of your life. Always. And you can always either go this way or you can go this way. They're both pulling on you. But the ironic part is the negative, down, low vibe side is pulling harder Right. And with society, the way it is now being dumbed down by television and alcohol and politics and food and terrible food. Yeah. It's pulling you down on the negative side even harder. Right. And when, as it does that, you tell yourself, I'm not good enough. I can't do what I wish. It's very hard. I shouldn't say that. It's not very hard. It's actually quite easy to flow this way, but it's also very easy to slide into the negative space. So that's why I believe deeply in personal development every single day. I believe deeply in when you wake up in the morning, being extremely, you cannot have gratefulness and fear at the same time, right? We know that. So if you wake up and you say, okay, three things I'm grateful for, right? I'm grateful to be healthy. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for the dog. It's sunny. I'm grateful for that. I have some water. I'm grateful for this. Everything. I'm grateful for everything. That's what I do. The first 15 or 20 minutes of my life every morning, that's it. And it sets me up for the day because all day I'm feeling like I'm on air because I'm just coming from a place of gratitude, right? And then at nighttime, I do something similar. Um, and I make sure that when I go to bed, I'm listening to audiobooks and stuff. But I always put on positive affirmations literally while I'm sleeping. You too. I just let them play. And I wake up at like midnight or something and I turn them off. But that is reprogramming your mind and it's reprogramming your cell structure. And this is the kind of stuff that, like if you listen to people, the most successful people in the world, okay, I'm talking Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, like the top tops, Bill Gates, all of these guys. Let's take, um, let's take Grant Cardone for an example. Okay. He's in, he's a pop star these days with his Instagram and everything, but he's a legitimate real estate mogul. Okay. Let's, let's call it what it is. He's a real estate sales mogul who uses social media to get his reach. He's not a social media influencer guy. He's a, he's a sales guy who does real estate. Right. So. He built brick and mortar business massive. Okay. Massive. And his story is so inspiring because he came from being a a coke head who didn't have anything going for himself to getting to his breakthrough to now being billionaire status. Right? So he went through the whole thing. I listened to an interview with him just the other day and he never talks about this stuff. Like what we're saying now, he never, you never hear him say it, but he said a sentence and I caught it. I heard him say it. And I was like, Oh, even Grant Cardone. And it made me realize like, Oh, everybody's doing it that's successful. He said, oh, you know, I'm doing this for years and I was doing that for years and I was always writing out my affirmations and blah, 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 this. And I was like, oh, he's always writing out his affirmations. He said it very short, very quickly. I'm always writing out my affirmations. He just said it in a sentence with all his other, he was talking very fast and about like real estate. He wasn't talking about affirmations, but he said it quickly. And I was like, even Grant Cardone is doing it. The guy you would never think. He has the biggest ego in the world, this guy. He is, he is the definition of ego. Okay. Granted, you're listening, you agree with me and I love you. So don't worry about it. Um, Even he's doing it and it has a massive impact on your life. And this is, these are the tools that you need in your tool belt if you want to beat that monster at the end of each level. You
0: said a couple things and one of them is a fact is, 80 percent of your thoughts are negative every day so that's what you're dealing with that to me is why you really need to be aware of what your mind is doing i really like grant writes it out because that's the higher self heart hand connection that makes it that much more powerful when you write things out and then to say it so then he's using the universe for two energies well he's thinking it he's feeling it He's writing it and he's saying it. That is mm. super powerful. I haven't even thought of writing affirmations out. Type, you know, people type everything or speak it and type it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I write mine. I write mine for sure. Just like in school when you're writing lines, I write them like back to back to back like that.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to be doing that. That's a great way to get out of a level of resistance also because you're telling yeah. the universe, you're focusing your energy right there. And we know yeah. everything's energy and intention is where you're going to focus that energy. That's a great yeah. one, dude. Thank you.
1: you. You know what, you know, what one of my affirmations that I write is, hmm. I have amazing cursive writing.
0: And do you yet? Yeah.
1: It's getting better.
0: <laughs> cursive guys, that is our secret code with the kids nowadays because they don't read cursive. I yeah. can I couldn't do my tasks because I couldn't read them. You have to print it. It's like, you know exactly what chores you're supposed to be doing. Nice (laughs) try, buddy. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking a lot about the mind. It seems what you're saying to me is that anybody and everybody on the planet is where they are at because of themselves and their thoughts and the situations that they've believed in, other people's stories that said who they are. But are you saying every single person can get out of where they're at and it's not going to take decades and decades to do that?
1: I believe so. I believe that. I mean, the thing is this, right? The world is a very dark and poor place, right? Coming from the West and stuff, people in the West and in Europe, they just don't get it. I'm sorry. Only if you've traveled. And I can say, I've been in lots of slums, right? Southeast Asia, South America, I've been to slums and I know what they're like and I've been around poverty a lot. And it's a different, I just want to preface what my answer is because my answer is yes, you can change your life with, with mindset. Yes. But I just have to say because of my experience traveling, people are in such bad situations. They have to walk 20 miles to get water. I mean, think about what that does for your mindset. It's crazy it's absolutely They're fighting for their life at this point. Every day is a struggle just to live. And ironically, some, these are some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. Um, there's a, there's a whole different conversation we can have about that. Um, but I just want to preface it by saying those people have it very hard and it, it's not like you can just write a couple affirmations and they're going to be, they're going to be driving a Bugatti. Like it's just not okay. Let me I just need to preface that. But to answer your question, I believe that, if people, are on, if people are struggling and they're down, or if they're, they want more, which we all do, it's human condition to want more always, right? We, wanna, we want more so we can give more. That's what we are here to do. I believe that if people are working on themselves and they go inward, and they do it in the right sort of way, and by that I just mean following the law of the universe, right? Doing your future pacing the way we just talked about it. Doing the practices, reading, and doing your affirmations, and journaling, and, and meditating, and really listening to your body and how you feel and how you're vibrating, and listening to your emotions, and try not to be emotional, right? Try to be the observer of yourself rather than just being a reactor. You know, I believe if you go on this path and you start doing this, at some point it might be the first week, or it might take a couple of years. I don't know. Everybody's totally different. For me, honestly, it was probably about. Uh, four to six months from when I really dove deep to when I had my first like really aha moment. And the aha moment was very simple. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for my life. That was the, I mean, at 37 years old, how embarrassing, but it is what it is. That was the moment I was like, Oh my God, it's all inside me. I'm the vessel. What, what, why have I been looking outside for all of this, all of this. I've been looking outside for ways to make money. I've been looking outside to validate my thoughts and my opinions. I've been looking for people to say that what I think is okay or what I'm doing is fine or, or people approving of my message. You know, I've always been looking and I think that's normal. Everybody does that. But when you can realize that you're in charge of your life, no one, no one really cares about you, to be honest. That's another thing that I'm realizing as I'm getting older. I, I heard a funny saying, actually, you, you can, I'm sure you can have some wisdom on this. I heard someone say once that like when you're you tw- when you're in your twenties, you're concerned with what everybody thinks about you, right? When you're in your thirties, um, you, you, you're not, you know, people are kind of looking at you and stuff, but you kind of stop being so concerned with it. This is where I'm at now. You're not so concerned with it, but you know, they're kind of looking at you. But you're not so concerned you're kind of like okay well whatever man i got my own life here and then when you hit 40 and above you realize nobody was even looking at you in the first place they got their own life man right they weren't even looking at you
0: and the people looking at you you don't care about because they're negative telling you you're a woo-woo person and a yeah yeah person, and you're never gonna be successful on
1: yeah they they can they can fly a kite those guys yeah. for sure But it's funny, right? Like when you're a kid, it's like you think everything is your spotlights on you. And as you grow and get older and you become more mature, you realize it's not all about you. Everybody has their own life and they're all, we all feel the same way. We all think it's about us. And then as you get even older and more switched on and more kind of connected to yourself and the universe, you realize People aren't even really paying attention to you, <laughs> right? I mean, Have you it.
0: found this like when you do projects? Like I've done, you know, twenty-two telesummits, and I'm so into it. And it's like, how do they not know the date and time or the length? <laughs> because it's your energy and your passion in it. And it's just like if yeah. you get that and that you're in charge of your life, really. Mm. I was real mad and I wouldn't admit it till I was like in my mid fifties. It's like, what do you mean? I manifest all this people taking advantage of me, ripping me off. No way that ego was so hardcore going to protect me that yeah. it was making my life hell actually. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to say, Stevie is what I feel really is the breakthrough is the people also you hang out with. These are great tools but if you're alone, like I live alone, I'm single, I live in the woods, you know, I work online and it's the group and our groups are awesome because I honestly have not ever seen a negative comment in the groups because you and I are in the same bubble there, you know, you're, you're my mentor, I'm in your tribe and It's like the one thing I love about it the most is I can just go directly to the group. I don't have to scroll through Facebook and see the negativity, I'm right, you're wrong, pointing fingers. You get in the group and it's just all positive energy and congratulations, you did great, welcome to the team. That's what I personally like to hang out with is the positive people that are going somewhere and have are somewhere. You went from rock bottom, now you're a rock star. You got your own team going, your own business going, and you're helping the planet. So, <laughs> thank you for yeah. that. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Did you want to um give them a a little bit of information on you like how they can follow you and what your go- what you got going on?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. I'm happy to. Um Yeah. Like when you talk about groups and people and stuff, you know, the saying you are the sum of the five people you hang out with, right? The internet is it's that, but on steroids, we can have thousands of people around us that are awesome, which is absolutely amazing. The internet space. I believe that the internet is going to save the world because it connects people. It literally connects people and like-minded people can get together on projects. It doesn't matter what your, what your, what your passion is or your niche is. You can find other people that are in that space that vibe with you and you can create and collaborate. And entrepreneurs are the people who change the world. It's not the government. It's not the politicians. It's entrepreneurs. They make shit happen. So entrepreneurs can now connect with the internet and they can change the world faster, exponentially faster. So I'm just grateful for it. And I'm very happy that see again lessons, right? When the, when the island fell apart and I lost all my businesses and stuff, I was meant to come online because I can impact more people here and I can learn from more people here. It's just better for me because I can touch more, more people and more people can touch me and I can learn. So anyways, where can they find me? Yeah. Well, I have a few things going on that I am very passionate about. The first one would be our new cryptocurrency education company that we launched, so if any of your listeners are cryptocurrency enthusiasts, I'm sure you can agree with me that there are millions of scams and terrible, terrible people in the crypto space. That's not to say crypto's bad, because crypto's amazing. I believe it's giving power back to the people. Again, third world countries all around Southeast Asia, there's people all around the world, but my experience is there. People that don't have bank accounts, they cannot get bank accounts, but they can get crypto wallets on their phone, and they can mine, and they can do things, and they can get money, they can control their money for the first time this is amazing. The fact that you can send money around the world without paying massive fees to the mafia, like PayPal and stuff. Amazing. The fact that you don't have to keep money in a bank where they just use it to loan out to people to make debt for the society. Amazing. So I think it's awesome. Blockchain is amazing. So I've been involved in lots of scams and things on the receiving end because I was a victim when I was uneducated. And myself and a couple of my partners realized that the space needs education badly. So we got together and we built a company called Coinbit Pro and Coinbit Pro is an education platform that basically teaches newbies about blockchain, about crypto, and it takes them all the way up to being an advanced trader. And on the higher levels, we have live webinars. We have consultants who come in and do live trainings. And we have a lot of amazing plans in the pipeline, phase two, phase three, phase four. We have so many cool things happening and it's all going to be based around education, and legitimate ways to earn crypto that you actually control with your own skill, right? We're not going to be looking outside for, you know, other ways to get money and and this kind of stuff. It's teaching people how to control their life and their destiny. So that's what our company is all about. Coinbit Pro. And then the other things that I do, obviously I work with, um, I work with businesses and influencers typically that are six figure influencers and above. And I help build and, um, train closing teams around that. So I have connections with uh, Dan Locke and his inner circle and things. And we have teams of closers who come in and help businesses scale, right? Because in this modern day and age, getting traffic and stuff, it's, it's, it's not hard, but it takes time, it takes resources. And a lot of times business owners and influencers, they start taking on all that load and they, they kind of get bogged down with the technicalities, building a funnel, getting the traffic, closing the sales, being on the phone all day doing all the legal, all the stuff that takes all day, when really they should be focusing on their passion, which is coaching about ballet or you know, coaching about blogging or doing whatever it is they do. They need to focus on that. So we come in and we can assist them with that. So um, I do that kind of stuff and I'm always open for conversations with serious business owners on that front. And then the other thing is our team, the Explosive Entrepreneurs we do, we focus on personal development and marketing strategies and we have an amazing team there and some amazing mentors in Block Ops Underground Marketing. And um, all of my stuff you can find at my website, which is my name, erincivetrez.com.
0: You know, Erin, I wanted to thank you so much for the Coinbit Pro. It's very professional. And when people say, I don't know anything about crypto, it's like, well, I have a solution for you. You can go check this out and you can go to whichever level you want. It's not like you have to go in and spend tons of money. You can start small, learn how to invest later on. But it's important to me, especially all you coaches out there, Crypto is awesome because if you've been a coach and ever had a credit card charge back when you know you did the work and you proved it and they still took $2,000 out of your bank account, you're going to love crypto because that ain't happening. They send it to you and it's yours. That's what, as a coach, I love. Erin, I wanted to thank you. And one of the things that makes me very happy to hang with you is your biggest problem right now is how can you help people? How can you help people be their best? and he goes like this guys when you're your best in personal development way then you're going to be your best in the world and you're going to be the best in business it all just goes hand in hand so when he helps you be the best you then you are the best you to save the planet and that's what it's all about
1: yeah that's right
0: so to follow CB, all you have to do is look <laughs> below and click on the link and join our party guys because there's a group of us and I can't wait to get up in the morning and see what's going on. You know, does Ask not Have a Live going on? Oops, sorry, I'm interviewing <laughs> CV. I'll catch the replay. It's just the information is powerful and you guys answer our questions like, what's going on? Why did crypto go down? Oh, it's time to invest some more. All right, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you've inspired me now. I'm going to jump into the group right now and do a live.
0: Great. I'll see you there. Thanks everybody for listening and we appreciate that you're going to take this information and go to the what? Next level.
1: Next level. Next level. There you go. Thank you. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.